to Renew My Revolution podcast with your host, Michelle Clacall. As always, it is my honor and my pleasure to be able to come and share some tips and some tools with you that I know will assist you in becoming a better you. Today is a beautiful day. It's an opportunity for us to learn something and to grow and to share. And so I have someone today that is going to share with us. I'm so excited that she's going to share her story and her journey. So her name is Vicki Cho. And what I do know is that she has a journey that is entitled My Sanity Quest. That's very important. My Sanity Quest. We are honoring Mental Health Month. So this is perfect for that. And I want to make sure I got her on before this month was over with. Welcome, Vicki. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for reaching out. We're so uh, grateful to have you. And we're very interested in your story. We're very in interested in your journey, in your testimony. So tell us a little bit about Vicki Jo. Well, I am an author. Like you said, I just finished writing a book called My Sanity Quest, Tears, Trials, and Triumphs. Okay. It, it is about all of the trauma, a, a lot of the trauma that I went through. And there is also a section on mental wellness and what I do to try to stay as well as possible. Okay. And I am a public speaker. I have started going out to different places like mental health providers, consumers, police departments, and so forth. I share of how I was diagnosed instead of being brought to a hospital because I had a concussion mm -hmm. and how I've gone through the mental health system and how it really is to be in some of those psychiatric hospitals and adult foster homes yeah. and uh, how the police sometimes actually treat you and the best thing I can say is after finishing the book, my head just became like emptied out. I wrote all the trauma down and I can now discern my thoughts and I can recognize the lies that I've been told about being sick and being mentally ill. And that helps me to stay well yeah. and not last and not least God was with me through the whole thing wow, awesome. he brought me he brings me out and I go back in and he's with me regardless of where I am what I do or what somebody does to me well you know what let me first say this to you um, growing up for me writing was such a healing process it was a healing process I've been writing for a very long time and I, I found that when I was um in some of my darkest moments, I would just get a pen and a paper and I would just start writing. And most of my, my writings when I was younger was in the form of poetry. 
right? And I always like started off with all the things that I was going through, but then I always ended with uh, a rescue, but God, you know, brought me through, but God helped me, but God delivered me. And that was my, my form of healing. So I understand what you're saying about how, when you began to write, how, you know, it kind of emptied out. And that was like a, a part of your healing process because writing can be very therapeutic. It can be very therapeutic. And so um, first, let me just acknowledge the, um, the strength. Let me acknowledge the strength that it takes to share um, the trauma. Um, people don't understand that, but when you go through trauma, to identify it and then to recognize it, to share that, it takes a lot of strength. It's very courageous. So let me just applaud you on that. And um, I want to hear more. I want to hear about what you're willing to share about some of that trauma that brought you to the place of um, where you needed this type of healing. So just share a little bit that you're safe sharing. Share a little bit that you know that will help somebody else today. Well, there's a lot to say and I simply don't know where to start. Um, I guess the most important thing is to not listen, find out what it is these lies are, find out the truth about who you are. Um, I have been told that because I have been diagnosed that, um, well, let's say, well, I was told I have manic depression and I was told I have bipolar and I was told I have bipolar one. And um, I don't believe any of it to tell you the truth, mm -hmm. but I really believe that my episodes or incidences were as a result of not having enough of the medication abruptly you know, in my system. Mm -hmm. And also I do believe that my episodes were triggered by PTSD, which was definitely caused by my childhood. Now I have learned the symptoms and the warning signs of bipolar, supposedly they are, if you are not getting enough sleep and you feel like you have enough energy, like you don't need sleep. Mm -hmm. So, so when I am not sleeping right, mm -hmm. and I have a very sore foot that needs to be operated on again and it has kept me not sleeping good I mean I've been sleeping but it hasn't really been good for a long period of time mm -hmm. and normally I would be telling myself I'm getting sick I'm going to end up in the hospital mm -hmm. I'm not getting enough sleep mm -hmm. and so that is a stigmatized lie and it is not what God is telling us he's telling us that we have a sound mind Mm -hmm. yeah. The other, the other things that are lies are okay. So I get angry. Well, when I get angry, mm -hmm. it's not the same as when somebody else gets angry. I get the finger pointed at me and I'm told you are not doing well. Okay. It, it's just going to be a matter. And this is from a case manager. And if you're too busy, well, like if I'm too busy, if I have too many projects going, I'm on my way to the psych ward. There are just an incredible amounts of stigma and myths and 
when I go out to speak, I share with them. I think that knowing the truth and realizing the truth, and I seriously never could have done it. Um, I mean, it was in my mind, but it wasn't, it was blurry. And when I wrote everything down, everything became so clear to me. Like, for instance, I was diagnosed with manic depression mm -hmm. somehow mm -hmm. because I was on a tubing trip with my friends and we stopped to dive. Mm -hmm. And I hit the bottom and blacked out and saw flashes of light. Mm -hmm. Got on my tube and went down the river. Well, to cut to the chase, I got home. And my mom knew something was wrong right away because I, I wasn't able to talk. My head felt full and thick and twisted and I could not speak. And I, I talk almost nonstop and my mom knew something was wrong. And so what happened was somehow she thought that I should be in psychiatric care. So I went and got all full of pills, mm. needles, seclusion rooms, a drug across the floor by my hair, all these horrifying things because I wasn't taken to a hospital to be checked. Mm. And that's why I say, like, where do these episodes come from? And they usually come from if my lithium, if it's low. Mm -hmm. So, um, or if there's been a traumatic like when I was assaulted by my daughter three times in a day, just can't, just can't make, it, you know? Mm -hmm. So people can definitely be misdiagnosed for one thing. And we all don't have to, just because somebody does that to us, doesn't mean it's branded. It doesn't mean it's whipped into us, but they like to give us drugs too. And we, think that when we go into a psychiatrist mm -hmm. and I'm not saying that you shouldn't mm -hmm. take them I'm just saying that any doctor of any kind that prescribes us anything we we don't have to take it we can we can ask for something else or we can refuse to take it um advocate for yourself yeah yes we need to advocate for ourselves yes yes so one thing I, I did here is that um, sometimes you can have a medical issue and it could be misdiagnosed as a mental issue. Um, like you said, you know, levels can be off, things can be, you know, wrong. And unfortunately we live in a society where instead of getting the healing, they want to um, medicate you for everything. And I understand that. I talk about that a lot because it's like you're putting a Band-Aid on, on a gunshot wound and you need to really dig deep to get to the real issue, to get the healing that you need for whatever it is that you're going through. And sometimes, like I stated, for some reason, this society is all about medicating, medicating, medicating. And that can cause issues in itself because you can become over-medicated. You can get medication for multiple doctors and a lot of people have actually um become you know demised you know deceased from over medicated so there's a lot of flaws of course in the system you know and we know that 
So that's why it's very important for us to advocate for ourselves. And if you're unable to advocate for yourself, have someone that is able to advocate for you because yeah, doctors, physicians, therapists, psychologists, all um, they're human beings and they make mistakes just like we do. And we just have to be careful to make sure that, you know, I think that's why even when you go into a hospital or to a doctor's office, you have to be very prayerful for those who you are engaging with because you want to make sure that they're not just pouring, you know, medications into you or misdiagnosing you. And that's dangerous. I'm hearing what you said about that. It's, and I also heard you said, say labels. Labels are very dangerous when they begin to label you. Because even scripturally, you know, we understand the power of words, right? So if someone is constantly labeling you, labeling you something, it's like it almost began to take root into you. And you might not even had those symptoms before, right? But it's so powerful, those words. It's so powerful that you might start acting out on the things that they said that you are because it's so powerful. So labeling, telling someone that you have this or you have that, you know, and you, you might not, but because you hear it and you've been told that, you know, and then every, everything that you do is related to that, you know, like you stated, you, you could just, you know, be overworked or whatever, but they put that, you know, oh, that's because you have, you know, you're bipolar or because you're this or you're that. So I'm hearing what you're saying. And I can see how that can um, chisel away at you. And I hear that. Um, tell me, you stated that and I don't want you to get into anything that's uncomfortable, but just one thing you said that you had uh, trauma. And if, if it's in your book, then you shouldn't, it should be okay. But um, you said that some of this trauma, PTSD trauma is linked to your childhood. A lot of people, even unknowingly, suffer from PTSD from childhood. They don't even know it. Some people are walking around and have no idea that they have this residue, I call it residue of their childhood. So tell me something that you are comfortable with, just maybe one you know, scenario or example that you, you, you have identified as a part of your childhood trauma. Well, I'm comfortable saying everything. I okay. go out in public speak and talk about my delusions and things that you know and, and stuff I'm not afraid it 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 was so many things it, it was it was a combination of the constant moving it was a a big part of my father sodomizing me okay over, you know, and it was a big part especially big part of watching all of the attempted murders that my dad tried to put upon my mother okay. you know going to bed at night and listening to pounding and knowing it was her head on the floor. Yeah. And later, later her telling me, see Vicky, all these little cracks I have in my teeth, that's from your dad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And finding out that he, that he um, painted her face with turpentine when she was um, just about ready to die in the nursing home. I saw so much blood and so much rape and so many times my father tried to kill my mother and there was absolutely no stability and it was his rage was just nuts I mean he would come in the house singing and half a split second later 
he was mm. punching a hole in the wall or something. Mm. So that's that's all that's basically in a nutshell, you know. And uh, some of the stuff is in there, and okay. some of it's I didn't God didn't let me forget any single detail. So it's there, it's there, it's, it is definitely there. Um, and just hearing a little bit that you just shared, Vicky, I absolutely understand. I absolutely understand. And I want to first say to you, I'm sure you already know that, but I just feel like I need to tell you this, that, um, you know, the things that you have struggled with is absolutely not your fault. You know, I live by this model that it happened to me, but it does not defy me. That is so powerful. And I use it a lot because things happen, right? They're ugly, cruel, mean, and evil things that could happen to us and around us. And sometimes we confuse that with that is ha that has to be a part of our identity or who we are in a negative way. But there is something very powerful about, uh, about God and ministry with God that he can take that very ugly and cruel and evil thing and he can turn it around and he can do what he's doing right now in your life, which is use it that it can be useful and helpful, not only to you, but to others who are dealing with the same thing, but they have not reached a place that you have where they have the confidence to share that pain. I always say that if the enemy can isolate you, he will destroy you. I've been saying this for years. And I say this because this simply means if he can silence you to believe that it's just you and you're the only person who have ever, you know, dealt with this or this and this, then it can begin to eat you away from the inside out. But when you can hear somebody else such as yourself say, oh my God, you know, this is all the things that I've gone through, but I am still standing. I'm still trusting God. I'm still believing God, you know, he has kept me, he has protected me. I mean, that right there is mind blowing. You know, it's so helpful to someone else because someone else literally is sitting there dealing with this type of pain and have no idea how to handle that, how to handle that. And I understand, um, I understand what you've been dealing with. And, um, and so I'm so uh, grateful for you for sharing uh, what you've been sharing with us so far. Please continue to share with us um, a little bit about your book and share with us what we can, um, you know, find your book, where we can find your book and information from your book. Well, one of the things that is in my book description is something that you said. Okay. Um, I have learned to, I have, I have realized that I am not the lie, the abuse, or a mental illness. Right. I have, I know my own, my true identity, and you know what I'm saying? Right. So um, as far as my book, my book is available on Amazon. Okay. It's called My Sanity Quest, and it is also available on my website, which is vickyjoda.com, which is really easy to misspell. <laughs> but um, the book was written because my son 
would not let up on me for years. Mom, you need to heal from your trauma. Um, this is the number one way to heal from PTSD. Mom, don't hold back. Right. And so I shared stories of mental health crises with police officers, mm -hmm. good, good and bad. I share what's, what's happened to me inside of psychiatric hospitals. Okay. The cycle of being handcuffed or put into a police car to an ER, to an ambulance, to a hospital. I share all of the medications. I got all my records and I share every single medication that I have ever been forced to take against my will in a hospital because I had no choice. I, I share about every single diagnosis I've ever had. So okay. why do you tell me that I have this one? You know, right. I, I share a very, very thorough wellness plan about plan of action where you have a team. I have a team of professionals and friends we had two meetings. Everybody knows what to look for. Everybody knows exactly what to do. It's very good to have in place. There's a lot of stories about how I advocated for myself mm -hmm. and I put detailed situations of what people did or crazy stuff like constantly putting the wrong pills in my med machine calling the county and letting them know that I wanted to fire her so he, they found me somebody different um my accomplishments I have gotten advocate of the year award for, awesome. for advocating for myself mm -hmm. um I share my accomplishments because I want I want you to know that you can still do things that you are worthy and you are not as sick as you are being told you are right right that's awesome that is so awesome um look we're almost coming to our close I know it doesn't seem like it went so fast it really did go really really fast Vicky I really enjoy um talking to you and, sh and sharing your your message with my listeners is it's an important message I would love to continue with you at another time I think you have way more to share um, and, I, and I want them to hear it. I don't think it has to be a mental health month for us to share this information. I think we share, should share this type of information all the time. So I want to be able to, and I will reach back out with you again so that we can connect again so that you can continue to share your story. Um, your, this platform here on Renewed Mind Revolution podcast is open to you and your journey. And I can't wait to hear more of the great things that you are doing that you will do, that you will do. I believe that you will do. Um, and so I'm wishing and praying for the best for you and your family. I want to reiterate how courageous you are, how courageous you are, how blessed you are. And how I believe that something more greater is coming from this than you've already experienced so far. Your pain was not for, for nothing. Believe that um, God will take the ugly and make something very beautiful out of it. So I just want to thank you once again for uh, coming on and sharing your, your testimony, hearing your story on Renewed Mind Revolution podcast. Thank you guys for listening to us today. 
please remember to check out her book. Um, it is very important. My Sanity Quest, correct? My Sanity Quest, right? Yes. Is, is it on Amazon? Yep. Amazon, please. It's a, please. It's a funny thing because I was wondering where it was. I was really looking for my sanity. Everybody was telling me I was nuts and I, I couldn't find it. And when I did, it's like Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> He found it, and I'm so glad. <laughs> I found it, and how dare you tell me I don't have it anymore. That's right. You're, you're powerful. You're strong. You got it, girl. I appreciate you so much. Please support Vicki. She has a great story, and this story will help someone else. So thank you guys for listening in. Remember that I love you, but most importantly, God loves you more. God bless you guys.